Welcome to the Daily Bolster. Each day we welcome transformational executives to share their real-world experiences and practical advice about scaling yourself, your team, and your business. Welcome to the Daily Bolster. I'm Matt Blumberg, co-founder and CEO of Bolster. And I'm here today with Teen Suo. Uh, Teen is the founder and CEO of Zora. Uh, Zora uh, is a subscription-based business uh, that we used uh, for years at Return Path. We're, we're not a subscription model here at Bolster, so we don't use it. Uh, but uh, uh, Teen really evangelized uh, the shift in a lot of ways to subscription-based businesses uh, and um, uh, is believed to have coined the phrase subscription economy. We do. So, Teen, good to uh, good to have you here. Great to see you, Matt. Great to be here. Yeah. So, look, you um, founded a business and have taken it through um, its IPO. You're still running it as um, you know yeah. a company with market cap over a billion dollars. And I know one of your uh, sort of uh, guiding principles of managing the organization is um, is around the principle of effective teams. Sure. And, um, I love that. That's a uh, you know, principle that we used at Return Path. Um, I think we use it here in smaller scale at Bolster, but we'd love to hear uh, sort of your top handful of uh, thoughts or suggestions for CEOs on uh, leading a business around the principle of effective teams. Yeah. Um, so the whole concept of teams, I, I don't know that uh, we're, we're the ones that, that invented, of course, it's been a trend that's gone on for the last few decades. You know, I would sort of simplify it that early in the 20th century, um, you know, the dominant model for scale was hierarchies, right? Hierarchical teams and, and command and control systems. And that worked really, really well when information was uh, took time to distribute through the organization. And you had to have, you know, systematic, repeatable processes, scale, all those type of things. And I think with the internet, with all the tools that we have available now in terms of communication and information, that just doesn't make any sense anymore. And so, you know, we use a phrase, team of teams that we borrowed from, uh, you know, General Stanley McChrystal. And the whole theme is, is a great book, by the way, it's a great book. It's a great book. And, and, and the idea here is it's, it's impossible to know from you know, central command, what is actually going on in the field, right? What is going on with customers? What is going on with the product? What is that experience like? And you've got to empower teams to work together and more and more of these teams are not, you know, single skill set teams, but, but it's a complex world. So you got to bring together people, multiple skill sets, engineering skill sets, product skill sets, sales, marketing, communications, and they've got to come together as a team to figure it out. And so, um, look, I, I like to preach that organizations have two organizational structures uh, inside their company. The first is what we are all familiar with. When you log into, you know, maybe you log into Workday, and you look at the, the, the tree-based hierarchy, right? Who reports to whom, who's the manager, who's responsible for comp, promotions, and people development. That's the hierarchical organizational structure. And that, that still is important. There's a bunch of things that happen, but the way the work gets done is often not reflective of that. The way the work actually gets done is cross-functional teams that might, you know, where the team members might report to different parts of the organization and they come together for a product feature, you know, the close the books on the behalf of the customer, whatever happens to be, and, and how do you make sure that that the organizational structures and processes are optimized to make those teams work well? Yeah, that no, that that totally makes sense. The team of teams concept really, really resonates. So um, anyway, so what's next? Oh well, you know, it sounds really, really easy, but it's 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 hard to implement. You know, even you know, for some of the basic stuff like 
it turns out there's not a place that I can easily log into to see what all the teams are. Mm -hmm. I kind of have that in the engineering side, right? Because Jira, Elastium, the tools are built around scrum teams and you have projects and you can see that. Um, but then I pop over to the field side of the equation and, and who is the account team and who's the regional pod and uh, you can't quite see it. And so there's a whole bunch of work that has to be redeveloped to, uh, to help organizations see um, this, 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 this second organizational structure and, and, and actually focus on that to make it all work. And where, where do you do that? What's, what's the tool or process or system for that? You know, it's a little embarrassing, but I, I would say most of it is existing and, you know, Google spreadsheets and, and, and slides and so on and so forth. And so you just got to constantly put that, put it up there. But, you know, if, uh, if the Workday folks are listening, you know, you know, we have an OKR tool that we use Workboard for. And I thought that's another place that, you know, maybe there's an organizational structure that I can build a Workboard that's separate from the organizational structure that I have in Workday. So if you're listening, Deirdre, out there, uh, here's a product feature for you. Okay, uh, what's the next component? Uh, the next component is gonna be leadership. So it turns out that a lot of the way we're taught to lead is very much, hey, we own the team and we're driving the execution of our team. And that's how you, know, that's how you became successful as a first line manager, perhaps as a second line manager. But if you look at this team to team structure, McChrystal has this great diagram in the books where he's got, you know, teams that, you know, each team has a triangle, a square, a circle to show that they're, they're cross-functional and the communications of the teams are, you know, there's lines everywhere. But then he shows that, well, in the company, there's lots and lots of these teams and we're about, you know, 1500 employees. So, you know, I, I preached that we probably have about 150 to 200 teams at any given time. It's now these teams, there's lines that cross crisscrossing across all these teams as well. And so when you have that level of communication and that level of dependency, it's dangerous for any specific manager, say you're a triangle manager and you got you know triangles everywhere, right? A triangle on this team, a triangle, and they all solid line report to you. One of the worst things you can do is to, is to amplify um, conflict uh, that's inside the team. And oftentimes there's there's going to be a healthy source of conflict because you built cross-functional teams, they bring different expertise, they might not agree on how to get to the goal and the magic happens when they talk, right? When they talk and they figure out and bring their respective skill sets together, how to go accomplish that goal, how to take the hill, if you will. And sometimes when there's struggles that they're having and they tell their manager, what I see is now the person in charge of all the triangles is fighting with the person in charge of all the squares and they really don't know what's going on down in the field. And so, uh, and so there's, a, there's a style of working where you say, look, we have a leadership structure at the top called 75, 80 people in the company. And they have to view themselves as co-leading a team of teams network, right? Which is much more complicated. And, and you almost have to rebuild all the leadership muscles from scratch and, and teach people how to think in a, in a different way. Yeah, that's, that is for sure. And probably a good lead into your third tip. Well, it, it turns out that it's easy to say this. Um, and so you ask yourself, okay, if, um, if, if the old model of leadership is I have my community control team, I've got my project plan, I've got my Gantt charts, I know my critical path, right? I know the skill sets and I'm, I'm managing a specific team. And now you're a leader and you're in charge of teams. Each team's have a, you know, a designated leader, um, but what do you do? And so it turns out that a lot of the work is really around defining the systems and processes and, and things that you're measuring 
and of making these teams work. And so how do you design a system where, look, the, the goals and, uh, and, and the role clarity, you imagine, you know, there's a team of five to 10 people out in the field, if you will, right? They're all bringing different perspectives. They're all different, bro. Well, who's got the ball on this decision? Who's got the ball on that decision, right? Where, where do we have to get buy-in? What are the systems and tools where we have the data that we need that allow us to come together as a team? How, do our, how does our team work with other teams? What do we have to report up the chain? All those things have to be worked out. And so leadership more and more is going to be about defining a set of complex systems, right, that allow these team of teams to work and operate uh, um, independently, but also collaboratively and ultimately in, in, in an efficient way. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. And uh, you know, usually we do uh, we do three tips. I think you have a bonus fourth tip, uh, which flows from that one pretty nicely. That's right. That's right. Well, it's 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 really about the systems and processes. And so leadership is more and more about divine designing systems and processes, uh, including measurement systems, and not necessarily you know uh, embodied in software. I think as software engineers, we all go right to the software. But sometimes a system is a paper based system might actually you know work as a first step, and then you can always automate it later. Uh, but systems and processes, I would say, is is the key fourth tip that's necessary to make all this work. Yeah, I mean, the bigger the company gets, the more you must have things like that to support it. So there's some consistency That's uh, right. and visibility and transparency. So, all right, Dean, thank you so much for being here today. I love uh, how much of a student you are of the of the craft of management and leadership uh, and uh, great lessons for founders of any size and stage. Great talking, Matt. Enjoyed it. Mm -hmm.